Stresses are times of testing. Yet the worst stress can turn to our long-term advantage. Stress makes us think, thought makes us wise, and wisdom makes stress manageable. If we manage the inevitable stresses of life sensibly and courageously, we will make positive adjustments, learn helpful skills, and set new directions for our lives. So we will change and grow into the competent and fulfilled persons we are meant to be. Welcome to Coffee with Bishop Suriel, a podcast for all things Coptic. This is a conversation about authentic Christian faith, Coptic history, patristic writings, the family, arts and music, religious education, youth matters, evangelism, and much more. Bishop Suriel likes his coffee like he likes his conversation light, sweet, and scorching. We'll be joined by an array of guests who'll share their experiences, their backgrounds, and their insights to bring about an exciting discussion, and we hope you agree. Enjoy the podcast, and please welcome our host, Bishop Suriel. In this episode, His Grace Bishop Suriel will be discussing volatility, uncertainty, complexity and ambiguity in our world today in an episode titled Dealing with Stress in a VUCA World. Here's His Grace. Your Grace. Irini Pasi, peace be with you. Welcome back to episode 15. And we have just actually hit a hundred days for the podcast. If you remember, we began the podcast on July 12 this year, uh, and it has been going on every week, every Wednesday morning, each new episode is launched, uh, and I hope that you are finding these episodes of benefit to you, and I would always love to hear your comments. A small step forward, indeed, And I thank you for all of your continued support. So in today's podcast, I would like to discuss some ideas on how to deal with stress in a VUCA world. And you may ask, what is VUCA? What is a VUCA world? Um, And that's a very important question that hopefully we can answer today. VUCA means a world full of volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. And there is no doubt, I think, in anyone's mind in 2020, this year, with the onslaught of COVID-19, that so many people have been affected by feeling that the world around them has changed dramatically and has become volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous in so many ways. And let us first unpack a little these four terms. So if you look at the state that the world is in with COVID-19, for example, we see much volatility and matters change rapidly. There was much uncertainty and no one could predict accurately the number of people that would die or be infected by this virus. It was also a complex situation that is still unraveling today and has caused much confusion and anxiety among so many people. 
And without a doubt, it is an ambiguous situation with conditions changing all the time and no one knows what tomorrow may hold. All of this, along with so many people losing their jobs, companies and chain stores, small businesses that could not survive the long closures and went bankrupt, and much more. All this has caused people to feel a sense of hopelessness, depression, agitation, that even led to many riots across the globe and particularly here uh, in America. That is why I thought in this episode it is important to talk a little about dealing with stress in a volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous world that we are living in. And there are actually seven myths about stress that I will just mention here. I will just mention very briefly. One, this, these are all myths. One, stress-related symptoms and psychosomatic diseases are all in my head. Therefore, they can't really injure me. That's not true. Two, only weak people suffer from stress. Three, I'm not responsible for the stress in my life. Stress is unavoidable these days. We're all victims. Four, I always know when I begin to suffer from excessive stress. All of these are not true. Five, it is easy to identify the causes of excessive stress. Six, all people respond to stress in the same way. And finally, seven, when I begin to suffer from excessive stress, all I have to do is sit down and relax. These are all false. Life is hard. In fact, it can be very stressful. Stress is now accepted and thought to be an unavoidable consequence of life. It has been described as America's number one health problem, and obviously in many other countries as well, not just in America. In fact, over $9 billion are spent each year in the United States to cope with stress, and most likely this has increased since COVID-19. And I'm sure, again, similar situation in many countries around the world. If you have ever made a New Year's resolution to begin some sort of stress management program, you're actually not alone. A survey by Prudential Healthcare says that one-third of the population in the United States of America alone have made such resolutions. And again, similarly in many, many other countries across the globe. If you feel that your stress level is out of control and you can't get out from under it, you are also not alone. That's the way stress is. It is self-perpetuating and does not go away by itself. I know of a stress management program that will cost you nothing and may seem all too easy. And it is found in the scriptures, in the book of Matthew, in the Gospel of St. Matthew, in chapter 11, verses 28 and 29. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. How many times have you felt that you are carrying a heavy burden? How many times have you had to balance working enough hours to help to pay the bills, meet deadlines at work, keep up with chores at home, and make your husband or wife, children, other relatives and friends feel loved and cared for? Add in anything extra, like an illness or car breakdown or any of the many other things that can go wrong in a day, and the feeling gets to be unbearable. In fact, a yoke has a double harness in which two animals pull together. Often, one harness was larger and meant for the stronger animal, while the smaller was used for the smaller or the inexperienced animal being trained. The larger side of the harness is for Jesus, for he is stronger and he knows the way. The smaller side for us. This is God's stress relief program and is available to anyone who believes what Jesus said and chooses to take his yoke. He offers to give us rest and to walk with us and to help to carry the load to teach us and give us rest for our souls. So this is very important at the outset to understand this point. But there is obviously more. So we need to understand what is stress. Stress is the wear and tear our bodies experience as we adjust to our continually changing environment. It has physical and emotional effects on us and can create positive or negative feelings. As a positive influence, for example, stress can help compel us to action. It can result in a new awareness and an exciting new perspective. As a negative influence, however, it can result in feelings of distrust, rejection, anger, and depression, which in turn can lead to health problems such as headaches, upset stomach, rashes, insomnia, ulcers, high blood pressure, heart disease, and stroke. Who could imagine that stress could cause all of these things, but it is a reality and has been proven. With the death of a loved one, the birth of a child, a job promotion, or a new relationship, we experience stress as we readjust our lives. And so adjusting to different circumstances, stress will help or hinder us depending on how we react to it. We need a certain level of stimulation to perform daily tasks and achieve goals. But when stress is excessive or extended, it becomes distress, and we need to try to avoid this. So how can I eliminate stress from my life is an important question. As we have seen, positive stress adds anticipation and excitement to life, 
and we all thrive under a certain amount of stress. Deadlines, competitions, confrontations, and even our frustrations and sorrows add depth and enrichment to our lives. Our goal is not to eliminate stress, but to learn how to manage it and how to use it to help us. Insufficient stress acts as a depressant and may leave us feeling bored or dejected. On the other hand, excessive stress may leave us feeling tied up in knots, so to speak. What we need to do is find the optimal level of stress which will individually motivate but not overwhelm each of us. And let us list all of the stresses in our lives. Write down all the stresses that have happened to you and your loved ones in the past year or seem destined to happen in the coming year. For example, death in the family that may have occurred, or marriage, an important sacrament in the church and people just beginning uh, their marital life, or job loss, or severe financial reversal as you know, has affected so many people with COVID-19, change of work responsibilities, or working from home and the effects that this has had, or work conditions, or new family member, or in-law difficulties, or injuries, or illnesses, uh, and how many, look at how many people have been affected around the world uh, with illness, with COVID-19, and so on. Believe me, even the cell phone, especially for bishops or priests, because 99% of the phone calls are problems or disasters, hardly anyone will call a clergyman to bring good news. They're few and far between. So think about your spiritual father and your beloved bishops when you see them or call them. Try to bring them a word of joy, peace, and some good news if possible. It is not only clergy who deal with stress, but in fact, many people in a variety of jobs and situations that can be very stressful. So we need to watch out for each other and support each other as much as possible, and especially during these difficult times that we are all going through currently. Simply listing these and other stresses can relieve some of your anxiety you begin to realize what is causing you this pain and suffering. So you can begin to actually find practical solutions. See if you can defer any stresses. This is important. Some events just happen and others are by choice. For example, finishing school, starting a new job, getting married, moving to a new place, and all this happening all in the same month. It just, you know, would be so much stress. So try to slow things down. Spread these things over a wider time span. Give non-repetitive events priority. For example, marriage preparation takes much planning, so give it priority 
or perhaps it's an important project that you're doing uh, at work that is not going to be repeated. Give this some priority. Confront life's persistent stresses also. Some long-standing stresses arise from injustices laid upon you by others. For example, an employer or a, a superior at your workplace or perhaps by a family member or in the community in general. And you may be the target of abuse. It may be verbal or it could be physical. But my advice to you would be don't let it hurt you inside. And I remember that His Holiness Pope Shenouda III of blessed memory would give this example and the many difficulties that he would have to, and situations that he would have to deal with on a daily basis. And he would always say that he would never let the problem to go deep inside of his heart and the uh, Conscious and conscious, and to get um, uh, deeply emotional and engaged with it. But whenever there was a problem, he would deal with it from the outside, deal with it from outside of you, so it does not hurt you. And also, you can think in a practical way through prayer and uh, through reading the scriptures and thinking logically about the problem and not letting it hurt you deeply inside, you can then think logically of a proper solution. And sometimes some problems just need time and that God will solve it at the appropriate time as well. But this uh, idea from His Holiness Pope Shenouda III is not that easy to attain. In fact, it takes a lot of practice and wisdom and certainly a lot of experience, which obviously Pope Shenouda III had. We also need to try to interrupt the stress. Take time out is so important in our busy lives. And again, his honest Pope Shenouda III and also Pope Tawadros II do this on a weekly basis by taking time out of their busy schedules and going to the monastery and spending time in retreat. So I hope that you would also try to do the same, even if it is for a few hours uh, each week or for 30 minutes each day to find that quiet place or maybe on the weekend you can go out to a quiet place, perhaps to a monastery near you or a retreat center um, where you can reflect on how the week has gone, how the month is going. This uh, constant reflection and retreat in a quiet place is important to be able to interrupt the stress. And also, we need to take care of ourselves. You need to take care of yourself, both physically, mentally, and spiritually. All three of these. Spiritually, when you connect with God, this will certainly give you a lot of comfort. When you read the Bible, when you stand up in prayer and feel that you are communicating with the Lord and that He is listening to you, certainly, this will give us so much comfort and joy. And also reading 
spiritual books and uh, this will give us a lot of ideas will teach us how the saints and those that suffered in their lives throughout our history how they were able to relieve stress and how they were able to lead spiritual lives and be connected with God who is our source of comfort and joy. And remember that the Lord is our shepherd. As it says in the Psalms, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So the Psalms are comforting to a troubled soul, knowing that with the Lord we don't need anything. He is our shepherd, guiding us, protecting us, and will relieve distress and all of this tension that may be going on in our lives. Also, it is important to reach out and rely on trusted people. It may be a parent or a brother or sister, or in fact your confession or spiritual father that you can go to meet and with the wisdom that God has placed upon them that they can guide you in how to relieve and alleviate some of the stressful situations that you may be going through. So another important question is, how can I tell what is optimal stress for me? There is actually no single level of stress that is optimal for all people. We are all individual creatures with unique requirements. As such, what is distressing to one person may be a joy to another. And even when we agree that a particular event is distressing, we are likely to differ in our physiological and psychological responses to it. The person who loves to arbitrate disputes and moves from job site to job site would be stressed in a job which was stable and routine, whereas the person who thrives under stable conditions would very likely be stressed on a job where duties were highly varied. Also, our personal stress requirements and the amount which we can tolerate before we become distressed changes with our ages as well. It has been found that most illness is related to unrelieved stress. I will repeat that. It has been found and proven that most illness is related to unrelieved stress. So we need to be very careful about this. If you are experiencing stress symptoms, you have gone beyond your optimal stress level and you need to reduce the stress in your life or try to improve your ability to manage it. Another question is, how can I manage stress better? Identifying unrelieved stress and being aware of its effect on our lives is not sufficient for reducing its harmful effects. Just as there are many sources of stress, there are many possibilities for its management. However, all require work toward change changing the source of stress, or changing your reaction to it. So how do you proceed? I will say some practical ideas here. One, become aware of your stresses 
and your emotional and physical reactions. Notice your distress. Don't ignore it. Don't gloss over your problems. Determine what events distress you and what are you telling yourself about meaning of these events. Determine how your body responds to the stress. Do you become nervous or physically upset? If so, in what specific ways so that you can deal with these issues? Two, Recognize what you can change. Can you change your stressors by avoiding or eliminating them completely? Can you reduce their intensity, manage them, for example, over a, a, a period of time instead of on a daily or weekly basis? And can you shorten your exposure to stress? For example, taking a break, or leave the physical premises where you are at may help for a few moments, taking deep breaths. Can you devote the time and energy necessary to making a change, goal setting, time management techniques, and delayed gratification strategies may also be helpful here. Three, reduce the intensity of your emotional reactions to stress. The stress reaction is triggered by your perception of danger, physical danger and or emotional danger. Are you viewing your stresses in exaggerated terms, for example, or taking a difficult situation and making it a disaster? Are you expecting to please everyone? Are you overreacting and viewing things as absolutely critical and urgent? Do you feel you must always prevail in every situation? Work at adopting more moderate views and try to see the stress as something you can cope with rather than something that overpowers you. And try to temper your excess emotions and put the situation in perspective. Do not labor on the negative aspects and the what-ifs, because we cannot solve everything and all at once. Four, learn to moderate your physical reactions to stress. Slow, deep breathing will bring your heart rate and respiration back to normal. Relaxation techniques can reduce muscle tension. Electronic biofeedback can help you gain voluntary control over such things as muscle tension, heart rate, and blood pressure. Medications, when prescribed by a physician, can help in the short term in moderating your physical reactions. However, they alone are not the answer. Learning to moderate these reactions on your own is a preferable long-term solution. 5. Build your physical reserves. Exercise for cardiovascular fitness 3 to 4 times a week. Moderate prolonged rhythmic exercise is best, such as walking, swimming, cycling or jogging. 
Also, eat well-balanced, nutritious meals and maintain your ideal weight as much as you can. And obviously, avoid nicotine, excessive caffeine, and other stimulants and alcohol, obviously. And mix leisure with work. Take breaks and get away when you can. And also, get enough sleep. Because this can also cause a lot of stress if you're not getting enough sleep every night. And be as consistent with your sleep schedule as possible. Time that you wake up in the morning and also the time that you sleep at night. Six, maintain your emotional reserves. Develop some mutually supportive friendships and relationships. And pursue realistic goals which are meaningful to you rather than goals others have for you that you do not share. What are your realistic goals that have a meaning for your life and your situation? Expect some frustrations, expect some failures and sorrows along the path. It's not going to always be smooth sailing. But always be kind and gentle with yourself and be a friend to yourself. And here are some more practical things to do to relieve stress. First of all, the importance of prayer and your spiritual life, as I mentioned previously. Spending that quiet time with the Lord in prayer, putting the stress in front of the Lord, the pain, the suffering, the difficulties that you are going through, and ask Him to alleviate you of all of these things, according to His will and according to His time. Two, as I mentioned to go to bed on time, to get up on time so you can start the day unrushed. Four, say no to projects that won't fit into your time schedule or that will compromise your mental health. Five, delegate tasks to capable others. We need to learn to delegate. Six, simplify and unclutter your life as much as you can. 7. Less is more. Although one is often not enough, two are often too many. So think about that. 8. Allow extra time to do things and to get to places. So rather than rushing in the car and there is traffic and you become stressed that you will be late to the next appointment, allow extra time to do things and to get to places on time. 9. Pace yourself. Spread out big changes and difficult projects over time and don't lump the hard things all together. 10. Take one day at a time. 11. Separate worries from concerns. If a situation is a concern, find out what God would have you to do and let go of the anxiety. If you can't do anything about the situation, forget it for now and leave God and time to solve it. 12. Live within your budget. Don't use credit cards for ordinary purchases. We need to be careful because sometimes financial stresses can also uh, lead to difficulties for us and anxiety. 13. Have backups. 
An extra car key in your wallet, an extra house key buried in the garden perhaps, extra stamps, etc. Um, all these can help in alleviating stress. 14. Keeping quiet when appropriate to do so. It's not always appropriate to speak and it could cause stressful situations. This single piece of advice can prevent an enormous amount of trouble. 15. Do something for the kid in you every day, something different that can give you a, a light moment throughout the day. It might be a hymn that you uh, enjoy listening to or uh, uh, a funny activity that you like uh, to do or something that will help you relieve some stress throughout the day. 16. Carry a Bible with you to read while waiting in line or a spiritual book. Very nice to do that. 17. Get enough exercise. 18. To eat right. Some of these I'm repeating again because they're important to do. 19. Get organized so everything has its place. 20. Listen to a podcast while driving that can help improve your quality of life. 21. Write thoughts and inspirations down when they come to you. If you have a small notebook with you, or you can record it on your phone and then write it down later. 22. Every day find time to be alone. Retreat. 23. Having problems, talk to God on the spot about it and try to nip small problems in the bud. Don't wait until it's time to go to bed to try and pray, but try when you are awake and conscious and not tired and exhausted to spend time with God, but use the quality time that you have to do this. 24. Make friends with godly people because they can be wise and give you godly advice. 25. Keep a folder of favorite scriptures on hand. 26. Remember that the shortest bridge between despair and hope is often a good thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Remember that the shortest bridge between despair and hope is often a good Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. We always have to be thankful. And this gives us hope. And this is why the church begins all of its prayers with the prayer of thanksgiving. 27. Laugh. 28. Laugh some more, because that is good medicine. I remember Pope Shenouda III would always be joyful. You would always see him la uh, smiling and laughing because this is the lot of the stress as well. 29. Take your work seriously, but not to the stage of collapse. 30. Develop a forgiving attitude. Most people are doing the best that they can. 31. Be kind to unkind people. They probably need it the most. Be kind to unkind people, because they probably need it the most, and it may help them. 32. Sit on your ego. The ego many times can cause stressful situations. 33. Talk less, listen more. 34. Slow down when the need arises. 35. 
Remind yourself that you are not the general manager of the universe. We think that we can solve all the problems of the world. Remind yourself that you are not the general manager of the universe. And 36, finally. Every night before bed, think of one thing you are grateful for that you've never been grateful for before. That's uh, very important. What are you grateful for today that you have not been grateful for previously? And thank God for it. So in conclusion, stresses are times of testing. Yet the worst stress can turn to our long-term advantage. Stress makes us think, thought makes us wise, and wisdom makes stress manageable. If we manage the inevitable stresses of life sensibly and courageously, we will make positive adjustments, learn helpful skills, and set new directions for our lives. So we will change and grow into the competent and fulfilled persons we are meant to be. Remember from Job in the Old Testament and his perseverance, and you will find rest as the Lord said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. See you next week, by God's grace, and until then, be inspired by the Holy Spirit. Be sure to tune in next week when His Grace will be discussing making Christ real in our homes. Don't miss out on this important conversation over a cup of coffee. To join the conversation, please visit our website, coffeewithbishopsuriel.org. And don't forget, after you listen, you can really help out by rating the show. Thank you for listening to Coffee with Bishop Suriel a podcast for all things Coptic. To join the conversation, please visit our website, coffeewithbishopsoriel.org. And always remember, the best way to start any morning is with God and a cup of coffee.